everyone, my name is Austin Killian and I'm a pastor at First Baptist Church in Cleveland. Welcome to the Exiles Podcast where we talk about life, doctrine, hot topics, and all things Baptist from a gospel-centric point of view. Jonathan, you're an English major. Am I using that correctly? Gospel-centric? Or should I say something else? I've, I've used different. I've said gospel-centered, gospel-central. What do you think? As long as it's not gospel central, I think we're okay. Gospel centric, gospel centered, <laughs> gospel focused. I think you're all right there. You're tracking. I think I think I might change it to gospel centered. I like gospel centered better. Then gospel centric sounds like I'm trying too hard. It does. Yeah, <laughs> Jonathan, I'm glad to have you back with us today. Um, how have you been? Man, I've been doing pretty well. Yeah. Good. Um, well, again, our wives are joining us for the second episode, but we can't get them to talk on the microphone. But if you hear a random applause at the end or at the beginning or in the middle, that's because we're great and they love us so much and they're so supportive of sitting through this yet again. Mm-hmm. So um, let me ask you this. You went through, we both had COVID here recently. Mm-hmm. How bad was it? It was a rough time, man. Uh, it was not a fun experience at all. It's it's unlike any other uh, sickness I've ever had, for sure. I'll say this. I I am envious of the people who get it, and they were like, yeah, I only had a cough or I had a runny nose. And I'm like, man, I was bedridden. <laughs> I mean, it's just thinking about it this way. In 30 years, whenever our kids, maybe not even 30 years, and 30 years, maybe grandkids, you know, but in 15 years when our kids are crying about having a little cold, we'll say, let me tell you something, boy. <laughs> I had COVID. I had the Delta variant of COVID nineteen. I mean, we're going to tell war we, stories. We, you know what I mean? We lived in the pandemic. You suck it up, son, and go cut the grass. <laughs> <laughs> you go talk to your mom if you want pity. <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh. Gosh, well, Jonathan, we do we do have a question uh, that I wanna I wanna get answered real quick, and just let me get there. I'm gonna it's gonna take me a minute. So while we're getting there, uh, Jonathan, is there anything new going on in your life, or anything that you want to add to the podcast? Man, there's nothing new under the sun. All thing is vanity, you know. Oh yeah, well, perfect. Well, yeah. Hey, I know you're in Jackson now. Why don't you tell us a little bit about the church you're attending? Yeah, sure. So uh, my wife and I moved to Jackson last June. That's June of 2020, and since then we've been attending uh, Grace Community Church, and we meet in a wedding venue downtown Jackson, man. And it's just a sweet group of people, man. Um, we have three pastors who love the Lord, and. Uh, the Lord has really worked by the power of His Spirit to cultivate a community that's really gospel-centered, really focused on holiness, and then really encourages uh, sharing the gospel and, and being the light in the community. And so, man, it's been a blessing to our souls to be a part of that congregation down there. Well, good, man. Uh, and, and that's going to actually help us transition later, because today we're talking about the doctrine of the church uh, in the Baptist faith and message. But before we get to that, we had a friend. Uh, you and I, it's a mutual friend. Mm-hmm. Old David Mack. Uh, sorry, David, if you didn't want your name out there, but it's out there now, maybe. Mac is his last name. Kind of. That's his, no, it's his full last name. Yeah, that's his whole name. Yeah, if you look up David Mac, that's you, you'll find him somewhere. He's in. He lives in Illinois or New York. He lives somewhere. Yeah, it's Toby Mac's little little cousin. That's right, Toby <laughs> Mac's little cousin. Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> I can't wait until he listens to this. All right, here he goes. Uh, my question for you guys, 
that I would like to hear discussed is this. Should Christians avoid using songs that are biblically and doctrinally sound but come from churches that are not? For example, Bethel, Hillsong, Elevation. And more focused, should a worship pastor or music pastor avoid leading his congregation in these songs? I'll let you answer first. I'll give my opinion because I think we actually may disagree on this topic. Yeah, I think there's a lot of ways... I don't think there's a hard and fast yes or no answer. Um, You know, maybe I'm speaking maybe a little biased because I have personally led songs from, I know, Elevation and Hillsong in the not-so-near past, you know, and so I do have a a take on that, but not as a worship pastor, so maybe that's a little different. So I'll tackle it this way. Um, There are some songs... That are, I mean, and that was kind of the question, right? Like that they're doctrinally and theologically sound. They're absolutely songs produced by these people. Maybe not Bethel, I don't know. Um, I can speak for sure for Hillsong and Elevation. There are some songs that they have. They're doctrinally and theologically sound and that bring glory to the Lord. Uh, but the, the problem I think that this question is really addressing is are you inadvertently, as the uh, person in authority or the as the leader, right, are you inadvertently... Um, endorsing these churches by using their songs or even promoting them in some ways, and so you many, are. No, every time you use their song, song they get copyright right, money and, from it. So sure, yeah, and then, then like legally, you're required under your slides to add the copyright information. So, mm-hmm. so they're at least being uh, introduced to that kind of thing. And so, I think, I think there's a lot of ways to go at this. I personally don't think that using a song equals wholesale endorsement of the individual or individuals that wrote the song. You know what I mean? Okay. I mean, so if you, if you like, we're talking about Baptist theology right now, right? If you go and look in the Baptist faith and message, not the Baptist faith and message, but the Baptist hymnal in the back of your pews in your local church, who are those people that wrote those songs? What did they do? What was their life like? You know what I mean? They might have some questionable activities going on in their, in their life history. And so like, uh, for, for instance, uh, the guy who wrote Amazing Grace, right? Was a was a past slave owner slash slave trader? Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Yeah, maybe. That's I don't right. know. I, you you probably know. I want to say that's right. If I'm wrong, feel free to correct me. But that that doesn't mean. Which obviously, after the Lord saved him, he repented of that and detested those actions, right? But that doesn't mean you know just because we use his his song doesn't mean that we endorse wholesale everything that he ever did or possibly did during his life. And I think too the the guy who's saying "Come Thou Fount" didn't he walk away from the faith? No, maybe it's not "Come Thou Fount." I don't know about that. There was one guy who wrote a really popular song that we that most people sing today. Like if you like contemporary hymns or not contemporary hymns, but if you like hymns, I can't remember which guy it was, but he he eventually walked away from the faith completely. But we still it's a popular hymn in the church today. Sure, but I don't think that that is necessarily what this question is getting at. Right, it's it's more it's more like so. Here's the question. I think that here's the heart of the question: is if I'm leading Elevation and and Hillsong, does that mean that I'm recommending them to my congregation as as decent sources of truth? Uh, okay, all I'm hearing for the far from your answer is that you love leading people to sing about the reckless love of God. Well, actually, neither <laughs> one of those churches wrote that song. It's at Bethel, isn't it? I think I it was Bethel. I don't know who did. I thought the guy was from, oh, it doesn't matter. I don't know if I've ever personally led that song. So, okay. I have. I'm going to cut you off, and you can tell me whether you agree with me or disagree. I think on an individual standpoint, knowing what you know about those churches, and you have the ability to discern 
what is good and what is bad. You've grown in your maturity. I think it's okay to listen to songs from biblically and doctrinally sound songs from these churches. However, I would not agree that you play them in your congregation because you have a plethora of believers in there who may be mature, may be infants, and the last thing that I would want to do as a pastor is somehow lead them to believe that we uh, support the the people who wrote these songs uh, and then them fall, in, fall into, you know, listening to their teaching from there and so forth and so forth. Mm-hmm. So I would say on an individual level, yes. On a corporate level, I would steer away from it just to be safe. Um, but then I would also add, too, as if you're gonna play it on a corporate level, it ultimately depends on your context. Yeah. Like if a if it's a church plant and you've grown these people up from the ground up and you know everybody in there, and um, you've established your beliefs and confessions and you know where you stand, maybe it's okay to sing those songs because you, for the most part, you have a pretty mature group who a core group at least, who understands the foundation on which the church has been laid, and that you know. Mm-hmm. But I would say individually, you have the Christian liberty to choose. Corporately, as a pastor, I would think it would be almost. I'm not going to go. I'm not going to say it's completely poor shepherding, but you're leaning into that area of possibly shepherding your your flock poorly, depending mm-hmm. again on the context. Sure. Yeah, I, I'm gonna. I think I would disagree with that. Just being so general and blatant in it, because to think about this, let's just put like some meat to this. Like specifically, one song that comes to mind is the Creed, right, by Hillsong. I mean, that is just pure theological, Christ-exalting truth. I mean, so like, why not sing a song that's that's so so obviously is is full of scripture? I mean, I would argue that that song specifically is more full of scripture than some of the songs that we have in our Baptist hymnal. Sure. Right. So I think it, it comes down to maybe just kind of being up forth and honest. Like if that's a question, if that's a concern on the on the heart of the individual pastor or the music minister leading these songs, just say, hey, look, guys, just put this out there. And say, hey, look, we're singing these songs not because we endorse the authors or the writers or the people who made the music, but because they glorify Christ. And that's the yeah. purpose of our worship. It's not to endorse anybody. It's, to, it's right. to glorify the Lord, you know. And so I think it'd be a shame. I mean, my my heart specifically has been encouraged in worship by some songs written by some some people that are questionable. Also, I think it's worth noting that that whereas we would definitely have some theological differences with um I'll say Hillsong and Elevation specifically. Yeah, Bethel's out there. Bethel, I'm I mean, Bethel, I'm with you. I'm tracking with you like it's probably really safe to say like these guys are really verging on heresy all the time and some things some things i would say probably were just flat out heretical yeah and so like when it's black and white like that um but i think at the core most of the time sometimes let me back off most of the time i wouldn't say that elevation church on the whole was a heretical church or that hillsong church on the whole was a heretical church it varies from time to time right yeah okay i would say this to, to kind of push back could with so many biblically sound, theologically sound songs who are written by authors who are theologically sound, like I think of Shane and Shane, I think of City of Light, I think of um, um, Sovereign Sovereign Grace. You know, I think of I think of like bands and and people like that who created music. You know, 
we could use that mu- like there's plenty of biblically sound songs that we could use in 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 inside of a corporate worship. Now again, I'm with you. I think that individually we have the liberty to che- like to listen to elevation songs, but but like with so many biblically sound songs that we could use, like is it so bad that we just deny these mm-hmm. for just for corporate worship? Yeah. That's just But hey, you know what? It's okay for us to agree to disagree. So that's going to wrap it up for us today. Jonathan, thank you so much for joining us for these last two episodes. Guys, if you want to get connected with us, you can email us at theexilespod at gmail.com. If you have any questions, hit us up in that. Or you can Facebook us, Instagram us in the private messages. Or you can like and share our pages and invite your friends to come and listen. If you like what you hear and the content you hear, we encourage you to go ahead and give us a review on Spotify, Anchor, Podbean, um, or Apple Podcast. Uh, so the more reviews you give, the more times you like and share, the more opportunities that other people get a chance to listen. Again, Jonathan, thank you so much for joining us, man. Absolutely. That's going to wrap it up for us. Until next time, peace. Peace.